Hi, my name is Wadina Washington. I am presenting my podcast to you about youth and gun violence, where different perspectives from six teenagers, including myself, along with Jamal Green, speaking about the experiences where they have in their neighborhoods. This first speaker will give his thoughts about how he feels in his neighborhood. Hi, my name is Christopher Aguayo. I am 16. I live in Humble Park, Chicago. And this is my story. I mean, I don't know, I guess it's information. It's never um, traumatized me or had any trauma. It's part of my neighborhood. I'm not saying I'm proud of it or it's good or anything, but, you know, it's, I don't know. Like, either I've adapted to it or it's just that, I don't know, it's never affected me traumatically. Probably because it's never personally affected me. Because, I don't know, I guess I just get more realistic. People die, get shot every day. I just happen to be a sucker that lives by where it happens. Sad, but it's true, but, um, I mean, I don't know. It hasn't really affected me personally. I just take it as it is. I'm cautious, of course. Some of the gunshots are common, but, I mean, what can you do about it? My name is Wendy Irene Newman. I'm 16, turning 17 in a week, and I live, my neighborhood is Calumet Heights. Since I've grown up around the same people, um, I feel like there's a sense of community. Um, since I know everybody in the neighborhood to a certain extent, we all respect each other and um, understand each other and approach each other with the same amount of respect and, um, I guess, like, I don't know, emotions. Um, I have experienced gun violence in my neighborhood before. Um, normally, it's just like... I hear gunshots either in the alley or like somewhere else or on the next block. But um, there was one time when my neighbors right next to me had got shot at. But that was like, I think a year ago or the year before last year. So like maybe, yeah, early 2020, late 2019. I've never lost anybody to gun violence that I can remember. Um, but I don't, you yeah, know, I don't think so. I've never lost anybody to gun violence. Um, the positive aspects of my neighborhood is, it's very peaceful. I mean, besides the problems that go on, it's like, it's not like an everyday problem or like a weekly problem. It's more like a every couple of months problem when we, if we have problems, but it's pretty peaceful. Um, especially like during the summer and spring when it's like really sunny outside, it's very peaceful. The neighborhood is very beautiful. Um, and I feel like, and I feel like the relationship we have is very nice as well. Like, if you see your, like, I have neighbors across the street, an older couple, like, I'll go to them and visit them and stuff before, like, COVID happened. Or, like, um, my neighbor, one person, one house down from me, whenever, um, it snows, like, he'll go out and shovel everybody's walkways or, when everybody's grass gets too tall, he'll go and mow everybody's grass. So I feel like those are the positive aspects. Um, I don't think I really have any advice, but if I did like have to tell them something, I'd probably just say like be careful. Um, don't be outside in your neighborhood for too long, you know, go in when the street lights come on. Um and just pay attention to your surroundings.
Yeah. Hi, I'm Benjamin Brown. I'm 14 years old and I live in Little Village. So what impact does your neighborhood have on you? Uh, my neighborhood has an impact on me um, because of the places that I um, can easily access. Um, the relationships uh, between people that I build, um, like my neighbors, um, and where I can uh, uh, hang out with them, um, and uh, the ways that I can connect with other people because of uh, different things that this neighborhood um, gives us in terms of, like, for example, um, Maybe there's like a restaurant, you know, uh, that like we all know, or um, a park that we all go to, um, and that's I think that's that's how my neighborhood impacts me. <clears throat> Anyways, so I I know that you have a sister, Anna Victoria, <laughs> and do you feel like it like her where she's living right now? Does it have like an impact on her as well? I, I think I think she has the same impact as me, um, since we lived in the same house. Um, I think that it allows us to, uh, you know, see the world um, from this perspective um, based off of where we live, um, and I think it also. Um, allows us to um, think about um, kind of different aspects of the world um, based on like what we can see from where we live compared to um, where we work or go to school. So what would you say your story is behind your neighborhood? Like, what is like... Um, I think the background of my neighborhood is, um, it has kind of changed over, uh, time. Uh, currently, I think, um, what it's based on is, uh, a lot of Mexican immigrants, um, and, uh, in my neighborhood, there's unfortunately a lot of, um, gun violence, um, and gangs, um, and I think um, part of that has been because um, a lot of these people um, are like working class people. Um, most of them have like a central, um, a central job, so they're like essential workers. Um, there's also a lot of like restaurants and. Um, corner stores and, and just smaller businesses um, in and around the neighborhood where um, a lot of these residents uh, work um, and the fact that they um, may have come with connections from areas um, near the border near, near the border um, in Mexico or from places along the way. Um, some of those people um, 
no um, drug dealers. And so in my neighborhood, there's, um, there's use of drugs and alcohol. And um, some, of, some of that came um, from different places um, where people were able to connect. Um, I think uh, that that's kind of like a, a negative uh, thing in my neighborhood. Um, but I think um, the neighborhood um, is actually technically called um, South Lawndale, but was renamed Little Village uh, since there's a lot of Mexican uh, residents. Um, and they renamed it um, when North Lawndale um, was dealing with a lot of like uh, racial tension. And um, I don't remember the specific dates, um, but it was when the the army came and um, the National Guard and they had like tanks running down the street. Um, and my neighborhood um, didn't want to be associated with that and didn't want to have uh, law enforcement coming um, through the streets. So they decided to rename themselves uh, Little Village. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of different like cultural uh, mixing, but I think specifically um, a lot of aspects of uh, Mexican culture uh, since a lot of the residents um, are Mexican immigrants. So, what would you, what would you, what is, like, what is a positive aspect of your neighborhood? I think a It has been able to bring a lot of jobs and opportunities for people. Um, I think that um, because a lot of these people um, didn't come with a lot of money, they were able to um, start from ground zero. Um, and a lot of them have been able to to have a, a business going where they can. Um, they can provide for their families and they can um, start again. Um, there's a lot of uh, imports from Mexico that come to my neighborhood. Um, there's like a lot of handcrafted stuff. Piñatas are uh, a big thing, uh, like made out of paper mache. Um, and so it's, it's been able to bring um, people a lot of opportunities, um, you know, whether it be for uh, the food that they know how to cook or um, the products that they're able to, to bring and uh, sell with other people. Do you ever think that I definitely think my neighborhood could get better. Um, my church um, um, little over a decade started a, a ministry for um, specifically youth um, starting with men uh, who were involved uh, with drugs and alcohol and gangs um, 
the ministry is called Urban Life Skills, and it has been able to um, help a lot of guys get off the streets um, and learn how to do um, basic skills um, so that um, when they start their own families and um, want to look for a job, they know how to do different things like um, how to fix a car, how to build shelves, um, how to run different appliances, um, and it has really, really um, benefited lots of people um, in my community. Um, and there's plenty of other groups um, doing outreach for um, youth specifically, um, from like elementary school to um, young adults, um, giving them um, tutoring and life skills and um, opportunities for, for jobs. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential um, and a lot of work that needs to be done and that can be done in my neighborhood. But um, I think that right now um, we do have some stuff um, that are, are going to um, continue to, to press on um, to improving my neighborhood. Do you ever, have you ever had like, trauma or like mental illness because of your like, like violence in your neighborhood? I personally um, have not um, had to deal with some of the issues that um, many um, many uh, people my age um, deal with. Um, though I live um, in um, the same neighborhood, I live on a block that um, doesn't have, it, it's a main street, and so um, there's not a lot of um, gang activity happening around my house, and um, I haven't lived there my whole life, and so I haven't been raised around um, certain lifestyles that people in my neighborhood have to um, grow up with, um, whether it may be having family members in gangs um, or knowing friends who are selling drugs. Um, so I haven't had to experience some of those um, unfortunate uh, events and um, experiences, but I've definitely been able to understand what's going around uh, around me and not just be oblivious and unaware of what some of my neighbors may be going through. Um, but personally, um, my family and I um, haven't had to uh, deal with some of the same issues that many of my neighbors uh, do. No, I have not lost um, anyone to gun violence. Um, my most of my family um, that lives um, here in the states does not live um, in the city of Chicago, um, and. Um, none of them have um, really dealt with um, gun, gun violence um, in where they live. Hi, my name is Eliana. I'm 16 and I live in Woodlawn. 
I moved to Woodlawn 13 years ago, and when I moved, it was a predominantly black neighborhood. But as the years have gone on, it has become more mixed and there has been less violence throughout the neighborhood. Um, the impact of my neighborhood on me has kind of grown to become a good thing as we have had block parties and block cleanups and the neighbors have gotten together to help each other with things. I have experienced gun violence in my neighborhood. When I was younger, a man across the street from us was shot sitting on his porch and we hear a lot of gunshots around our neighborhood. I have not lost anyone close to me due to gun violence, but I do know friends who have. I have never encountered having a mental health problem while I was living in my neighborhood. I've just been a normal teenage girl living in Woodlawn. I would give other teens advice that are dealing with the same situation that I am is that they need to be aware that a lot of the gunshots aren't as close as they sound and I guess just making sure that they know that they're safe and that even if someone close to you is hurt by the violence, life goes on. Alright, hello, my name is Luis Herrera, I'm 16 years old, and I live in Brighton Park. Um, hello, my name is Sammy Gomez, um, I'm 15 years old, and I live in Little Village, Chicago. So, what is the background of your neighborhood? Alright, well, when I was little, there was a uh, massive, uh, er mm, yeah, there were gang activities, uh, almost every day, uh, you would hear gunshots almost every day, like, just normal stuff, you know? Um, so, like, my neighborhood is, like, ruled by, like, uh, gangs. I can't remember the specific name of the one that, like, is around my area, but, um, like, it's, it's gotten better through the years, but, like, back then, like, if you would ask me, like, in 2016, it was terrible, like, you would hear gun violence, like, almost every day. So, how did it impact, impact your life? Um, I wouldn't say it really impacted my life that much. But then again, uh, let me tell you a story. Uh, so, me and my father were, uh, we were going shopping at, like, the local, uh, the local, uh, like, uh, superstore, whatever it's called, you know? Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we were, we were going back, and, uh, yeah, we were going back to our house, we saw, like, a, uh, like, a couple of, uh, maybe, uh, probably kids around my age, or even older, like they look in the, like sorry they look like they were in their teens uh maybe older i'm not exactly sure but they were uh they were holding guns and they were running away from the police 
And so on that, that probably was the closest, uh, like the closest I've been to like maybe unsafe. Cause I usually uh, stay inside my house. Cause you know I'm a gamer and that's what they do. But uh, yeah, that's most. That's the most I've uh, been unsafe, I guess. Um, so it impacted me in the way of like, where like, I went to the park and um, we were playing soccer with my my brother and my younger sibling, and we were playing soccer and then we went like to sit down for like a couple seconds to like catch our breath, and a car like pulled up and like it drove on the soccer field and like it looked like it was about to run us over but like we moved so i guess that was the closest we've gotten to like like dying but like also like in gang violence because they were obviously a gang because like their car was tinted and um they drive like i forgot what type of car but like it's like you can tell and um Sometimes, like, if you go outside, like, you hear, like, gunshots, like, literally, like, a block away. So, it's it's kind of scary. So, have, have you ever experienced a loss from gun violence, like a family member? Uh, me, personally? No, I have not. Or at least not that I know of. Because, um, most of my family live in Mexico, so I don't really know that much or that many, but I'm assuming I have, but I just don't know. I think a person that, um, my family, like, we used to know, like, uh, like quite a long time ago, like, I think they died because they shot them, but, like, uh, I want, like, somebody, like, legitimately died right in front of my house because, like, they shot them. Like, and, like, that's happened, like, twice. Like, not, like, the second time it was, like, maybe, like, a, like, on the street, but, like, Still very near our house. Do you ever think your neighborhood could get better? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because over the years, um, more or less people, or, sorry, less Latin and Hispanic people have been moving, moving, uh, in our neighborhood. Because, um, there, there's been a more, uh, I guess police patrol, I guess. Even though sometimes that doesn't work with other communities. But uh, for mine, that helped. And what also helped was um, the uh, the school, in uh, like the community school or high school, whatever. Uh, it's been uh, getting a lot better. Uh, I mean, not because like they're doing better, or, but it's because more Asians have been coming into our community. So they, stereotypically, they are smarter, stereotypically, but I'm not getting into that. But they have been, uh, I guess, impacting our community in a way, to say. Um, so... I think my community is like sh- strong, but like it can improve, like in the way of like um, being united. 
like more not united but like more like more like like a secure community like where like everybody like tries to help one another if that makes sense and um it definitely has gotten better through the years because more like 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 what we said like how um more cops have been like appearing like um usually like it would like if you hear gun violence it would the cops wouldn't come or sometimes they wouldn't appear at all or sometimes they'd be there but like 40 minutes after so like that was good that the police came but like like come, like, come on like it has to be like a little bit faster like the response time. so i think it could improve but like i think it has to be like a group effort of like people like that are creating the violence and like the people that are enduring like or like like um seeing the crime that like necessarily have to stand up for change have like the gun violence have like probably um like impact like like your stress level like like endure like um your mental illness or anything um I mean, I kind of grew up with that, so I wouldn't say it's impacted, like, my mental health and, like, stress and stuff. But it can get scary sometimes because of how, like, loud gunshots are. Because you, you can never tell, like, where it's from. But if you hear gunshots, then it, then it means it's not ne necessarily towards you. Or anyone around you, it could just be in your area. And that sometimes is scary knowing that. Um. So I don't think it's necessarily affected me as well, but like it definitely does scare you, cause like when you hear gunshots, like you think like oh somebody's gonna die or like somebody's gonna get shot. So yeah, it de it definitely definitely gives you like anxiety like somewhat, but like. Not to the point where, like, that's all you're thinking about 24-7. So, what advice would you give teens that experience the same thing that you uh, that you have grew up around? Like, they have their own experience with their own neighborhoods experiencing, like, gun violence and things like that. So, what advice would you give them? Don't join gangs. No, yeah, that that actually is a good one. Because um, most, I guess, most new members, they start off young these days. Because they just live in, like, horrible communities. Like, there's just absolutely nothing that they can do. But, um, there are certain communities, even though they uh, might be ruled over by gangs or whatever. Um, there, there is always hope. Because... Um, lots of people say, uh, that time can heal. In my opinion, it does, but at the same time it doesn't. But I'm not, I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, so, okay, I needed, like, a second to think about it, because, like, I was thinking what Bruce was saying, and I, I just, I agree. So, I think, just try your best to, like, obey your parents, and, like, like, um, stay in school, 
and um just like be better than like the people that you see on the streets and um don't follow the influence and if you do like even like um see that happening around you don't be like them be better than them so yeah that's the yeah, advice of you well, uh, let's go ahead. I'm with it. So my first question is, what impact do you think you have on the community in Chicago? So what impact do I do you think that I've, I've had or uh, as far as past tense in the past so far? Yeah, so far. Like, What uh, impact do you think you have on the community? Yeah, well, we've been um, uh, over the past uh, six years or so in Chicago, we've been able to organize a lot of protests that have brought forth a lot of different reforms, moved a lot of different folks out of positions that shouldn't have been there. Um, for example, you know, police officers used to didn't have uh, body cameras or tasers, um, uh, and they also didn't have any accountability to move forward a lot of the necessary uh, changes in the department, uh, but we were able to accomplish that with protest. Um, we were able to unseat the state's attorney who was prosecuting uh, low-level offenses and keeping Black people in jail, and we got a new state's attorney in, in Kim Fox. We were able to uh, remove, force the resignation of the superintendent uh, who is not running the, the police department well, uh, as well as uh, force the mayor um, to uh, not be, uh, to not run again, who we believe was a part of uh, the cover-up of Rama Man, I mean, uh, of Laquan McDonald, who was shot 16 times. He covered up the murder, as well as did a lot of uh, other heinous things as the mayor. So uh, our impact uh, has been uh, big in regards to social justice. And even last year with Chase Bank, uh, where the institution was not lending to black people as they should for several years, we were able to protest over 30 branches and get them to commit to a billion dollars to help black people uh, own homes as well as own businesses over the next five years. So a um, lot, of, lot of great change. Okay, my second question is, like, what was your, like, passion? Like, why did you become an activist for communities in Chicago? Well, uh, the, I don't know if it's about being, having passion to be an activist. It's more about having, uh, oh, it's more about seeing um, what's going on in the neighborhood that you want to change. It's more about seeing the fact that you have, um, people in the neighborhood that are being mistreated by police um, killed or, uh, you know, police using excessive force. Uh, it's more about um, seeing that, you know, Black people are not able to create wealth uh, in their own communities. It's more about um, seeing that young people don't have hope uh, and, you know, they want, um, you know, more and they want to be more in the communities. And there's nobody there to um, give them that hope and that mentorship. Um, and so, you know, it's more about seeing that their need, that change need to happen. And, um, you know, it's not, not really, folks don't just step up and want to be activists. 
Um, folks want to step up and make change in their neighborhoods. Folks want to step up and um, see better communities for their, their kids and the next generation of young people. Um, and that's, that's, that's what it's about. Uh, activism is just the, the label that they put on change makers and concerned citizens. But the reality is, is that everybody should be an activist. Everybody should um, um, do something to bring forward uh, change and raise awareness to what's going on in a lot of issues. How do you feel about gun violence happening in neighborhoods? How do I feel about gun violence happening where? Say that again. In people's like in people's neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's I think it's heartbreaking that um, there's a lot of gun violence going on uh, in our communities. Uh, but what's more heartbreaking is the fact that we're not doing a lot to to change the root problems uh, and um, really, really bring forth the change that's needed. Um, there's a lot of root causes of gun violence um, in regards to opportunities, in regards to, um, you know, job creation, in regards to um, mental health, um, investing in mental health, community centers, better schools, better home environment. Um, so many things that can, can be contributed to violence. And, and I don't think that we're even halfway there to solving some of the problem. And so uh, that's the most heartbreaking part uh, is seeing, embracing ourselves for how many people are gonna be victims of gun violence, and how many people are gonna give their lives up from uh, after taking, their, taking someone else's life. Uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see both sides uh, folks who put their lives lives on the line uh, to take people's lives and, and and kill others, and and both of their lives are, are now gone. So it's a double-edged sword. Um, all these people could have had better futures. All these people could have uh, been the next, you know, lawyers, doctors, politicians could have done something with their lives, and to know that they're either going to kill or be killed in our communities. Um, it's just uh, very, very heartbreaking. What experience have you faced with gun violence in your personal life? Like, have you ever endured anything like with gun violence? Yeah, um, I mean, growing up, uh, I have almost been shot uh, several times um, as a young boy. Uh, also, um, also, I've lost a lot of friends to gun violence um, in my school and in my neighborhood. Um, and so, you know, I experienced it firsthand and had to attend lots of funerals. Um, you know, I had a, a great high school friend. I mean, men and uh, young men and young women, both uh, who have I've been in their lives and they've been killed, um, you know, by someone else. And so it's always heartbreaking to me to just brace myself to see, hopefully, you know, it's not somebody that uh, I know, but, you know, it really feels that way with everybody that's killed, especially those that are closer to my age. Um, and so it's, it's, it's very heartbreaking to know that young people um, can be victims of gun violence, you know, so. What advice would you give teens with gun violence in their neighborhoods? Um, the advice I would give them is to find something that they are passionate about in life and work on that. 
um, that's what I did as a young boy is I focused on things I wanted to accomplish and I worked on that each and every day. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to own businesses. Excuse me. And I always wanted to own businesses. And, um, you know, uh, uh, as a young boy, I was also in acting and in entertainment. Um, and I, I focused on those things uh, uh, each and every day and spent a lot of my time doing things that I love doing. Uh, and that kept me out of trouble. So advice is, is channel your energy uh, and... You're muted, Dave. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. So um, I, I would tell them to, um, you know, channel their energy uh, to things that they love to do um, because that'll, that'll keep them out of trouble. A lot of times folks, um, you know, get caught in, in, in the middle of gun violence or in the middle of crime. Uh, when they are out and out and about, not don't are not focusing their time, and they're hanging around folks that they shouldn't be hanging around, and things of that sort. But if you focus more of your time on things that you want to accomplish and things that you love to do, you'll find that um, you know you'll stay out of harm's way. Um, and so um, that's that's what I tell young people. But the problem is, there's not a lot of things to do. There's not a lot of centers that are open for them to go to. It's not a lot of programs that everybody can be in. Uh, and that's where we come in. We got to fight for that um, because that's important um, so that those people who do want to channel their energy in uh, other places, they'll have a place to do that. Um, so uh, that's what I'm working on uh, in regards to building a community center, building a community center and um, really offering space for young people to have things to do. Okay, that was like all the questions that I need to read it. Uh, this is the end of my podcast. I want to thank my friends and Jamal Green for allowing me to interview them. I also want to thank my supervisor, Mrs. Judy. And I want to thank myself for getting it done in time to for everyone to listen.